Welcome in. Glad to have you. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Enjoying the day. Hopefully you are as well. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, give us a shout. Chime in on the program. That's the way to do it. You can also uh, find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Ben Z. Kenny over on Twitter as well. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, the Bill Michael Show is on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitch TV. You can email the program, BillMichaels at gmail.com, TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. And uh, The Bill Michael Show oh, is the uh, the website. So there you go. The um, we, uh, Ben, I know you started talking in the last hour a little bit about tough games for the Packers that are remaining. And... Um, First of all, what do you believe to be the toughest game for the Green Bay Packers left on the schedule? So if we control for the variable that each game is being played like a playoff game with Rodgers and the team playing to make it, I think it's the Lions. And maybe I'm being caught up in the moment because going to Miami is not easy. And Rodgers, we know in Florida, has not been terrific in his career. Yet I, I think we've seen over recent weeks what defenses can do against Tua and that offense. And I pray mm-hmm. the Packers can replicate that. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think after what we've seen, the Lions, with how they can run the ball, with how Goff is playing, with how the defense is playing, and the fact that they will be in the same boat as the Packers that week, having to play in and win a game to make the playoffs probably, I, I'm leaning towards that being the toughest game left. Yeah, the uh, when you look at the standings as the playoffs go, and you know that the the Lions have what won five of their last six. They now are a game away from being back to five hundred. We said at the beginning of the season it wouldn't surprise me. I was kind of, I see I what the season has done. I thought the Packers were going to win the division. The Vikings would be maybe a two game second, and then sitting right around five hundred would be the Lions and the and the Bears would end up where the Bears are. And instead, the Lions are about what we thought they were. The Vikings are a little bit better maybe than we thought they were, and the Packers are awful compared to what we thought they were. But the Packers right now sit a game behind the Detroit Lions. That game could be for access to the postseason. Could be. I'm not saying it will, but right now where it stands, it could be. By the time we get to uh, the game on Monday night, you could start to look at some things maybe shaken out because Seattle took a loss. You got the Washington Commanders last week. They were on a bye along with the Green Bay Packers. They're tied exactly 7-5-1 and one with the Giants. Those are the last two teams in the NFC. So they're a couple of games better than the Packers. Um, I don't – one of those two teams, I believe, are going to falter. And when, when the, the Commanders come back this week after just tying prior to going into the break, into their uh, bye week, just tying with the Giants, they have the Giants again this week. So basically, they're playing back-to-back games against the Giants while the Giants played this past weekend and got the hell beat out of them by Philadelphia. So they're looking to try to rebound to stop the bleeding. Uh, but I, I might agree only for the fact that you figure um, Minnesota's going to lock this thing up. You would assume. They've got the Colts coming up this weekend at U.S. Bank Stadium. You would assume they're going to lock this thing up this weekend. This, If they get the win this week, they officially win the North. And then they can breathe easy. Maybe going into Green Bay, they're like, you know what? We don't want to take any shots. It might not be the best of weather. Maybe they just start coasting a little bit. 
Maybe they don't play all the horses, you know, unless, of course, you're at that point where you're only a game away from possibly being the the best team in the NFC. I don't necessarily see that happening, but, you know, maybe they, maybe they, you know, maybe Philadelphia takes a loss. They're 10 and 3. Philadelphia's 12 and 1. So over the next two weeks, by the time you actually come into Green Bay, Philadelphia may not only have wrapped up the top spot in the NFC East, but maybe the top spot overall. And at that point, all you're doing, because you're not going to be fighting with anybody for maybe San Francisco if they continue to win, but you're really, I don't think you're going to be fighting for anybody for the second best spot in the NFC. And the Eagles have the tiebreaker because they beat them head to head. Right. So that's and a the three Eagles game have the tiebreaker. Lead. So I can't imagine that they're going to be, you know, going in there head of steam playing all the horses because they may have their position, everything in their postseason pretty much wrapped up by then. So anybody that's got a bump or a bruise, most likely, they're not going to be playing over the over the last couple of weeks of the season. Not to say they're not going to play at all, but you may not give them full go. There wouldn't be any sense in it. You'd probably want to see some other guys play. You want to keep guys honed, but you probably want to see some other guys play. So the point being that the Packers, you're right, the, the toughest game may be the fight to get into the postseason or end their season because it, it could come down to the final day of the season where the Lions, they win and get in, and if you lose, you're out. And that could end up being the toughest game from here on out. I would agree. And two in the and the uh, and the Dolphins right now, they're not playing great. They've lost two straight. They haven't looked good in doing it. They're sitting at eight and five right now after all the hype and all the the uh, you know the the discussion of Tua possibly getting himself into the MVP chase this year and all the things he did early on this season. Uh, it just hasn't turned out. Now, prior to the loss to the 49ers, they were kind of rolling. They beat up on the Texans. They beat up on the Browns. They beat up on the Bears, all three of them, extremely bad teams. But they beat a decent Lions team, 31-27. They barely, though, beat the Steelers, 16-10. to The Steelers are always going to fight hard. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that that's, you know, that that's an easy win. Steelers always fight hard. Mike Tomlin's group, they're not a great team, but at least they continue to fight you. But prior to that, they lost to the Bengals, lost to the Jets, lost to the Vikings. All three very respectable teams. I don't know what to make of this team yet, this this Miami team. They've got the Bills up in Buffalo this weekend, then the Packers at home, then on the road back again against the Patriots before they come back home to take on the Jets. They have some divisional games. Three out of the next four are in their division. And it's not going to be an easy game going into Buffalo this weekend. Not if uh, the snowstorm and such that's hitting the upper Midwest right now happens to drift in that direction. It looks like it could be an ugly weather weekend in Buffalo. I, I haven't looked at the forecast yet, but I can only assume it would be. But, I, I, you know, they could still be on the downturn by the time the Packers face them. Just trying to scrape and land back in some kind of contention there. So you're right. It might be the easiest game left on the on the schedule for them the big variable is just the fact that the packers don't play well in florida over history mm-hmm. so that might be enough to make it the toughest matchup but i guess if somehow we could eliminate those things and say just on the field against the team then i'm with you there right uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy uh, John says, uh, Hey unit, uh, I look at this Packers team, not making it to the postseason. Then what would you play Jordan love down the stretch in the last couple of games of the year against the Vikings and against the lions to see if he can get some wins? Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, no doubt. We, we, we've discussed it. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't, 
You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Uh, Rick says, by the way, Buffalo looking at some big snow. Big snow. So, I, like I said, I wouldn't doubt that they're going to get some of the weather that we've gotten in this area. We would assume it's coming. I guess we're kind of looking past the Rams, though, right? Um, Yeah, I, I don't am. know what to make of the Rams. I mean, I, I kind of am. Um, you know, I, I, I think that I look at Baker Mayfield and what he did for the Rams. Now, there is a rejuvenation with the relationship of Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield. Sean McVay has been all up, uh, you know, complimentary-wise in Baker Mayfield's grill. Uh, he's just, he thinks the world of this guy. He talks highly about him. Now, he's not going to downplay him. He's not going to just say, well, let's just see what he can do. I mean, he's obviously excited about having him. He talks about his meeting with him and talks about flying on a plane with him and about having, you know, football discussions with him. And he, he's a man's man and all that kind of stuff. Okay. You know, that that's great. So he's not blowing false smoke. But I, I kind of look at it as when you had Jeff Saturday take over the, uh, the the Colts. They got that one win. The Colts got rejuvenated. They got that one win. They knocked off the Las Vegas Raiders. After that, they have not looked great. You can clearly tell that, yeah, they're somewhat lacking a head coach. They've got a good inspirational guy and a rah-rah guy and a guy that's, you know, quote, the man's man running the outfit, but as far as the organization itself, I mean, you, you know, there's, you know, the management of things is not the best. Jeff Saturday was handed the job because he was liked by the owner for what he had done as a player, not as a coach. So, and it clearly shows at points. 877-867-1670. This one's uh, from Mark who says, uh, I think you're right. Baker Mayfield gets the shine in game one and then falls back down to earth in game two. Let the Packers roll. Um, yeah, and, and that's kind of what I'm where I was going was that, yeah, you always get that adrenaline rush. Hey, I'm new team. I got new guys to show out for. I'm going to go in there. I get a couple of shots down the field. I hit a couple of passes. Guys look at me and go, whoa, you can play, and then there, there's an energy there. And then if you get punched in the face, things don't go well. Maybe you throw a pick. Suddenly they go, okay, here's the Baker Mayfield everybody's been witnessing. You know, and then you then you start to see that it it begins to begins to kind of happen that way. You're kind of thinking that will happen on Monday night. But I'll say this, and and, and Ben, you're right. We're kind of looking past the Rams. I, I we can't look past anybody. If you're a Packers fan, you can't look past anybody because the Packers have played so sporadically. They have yet to put a full four. The best game they played was that Dallas game. Would you not agree? Yes. The best game they played was the Dallas game. And that was three, three and a half quarters of football. They have still yet to put a full four quarters of football together. Uh, Mark says uh, this is because Matt LaFleur is soft and doesn't challenge his team all the time. The whole Matt LaFleur is soft thing, I don't think it's Matt LaFleur is soft. I think it's the defense is soft. You know, how, how can you be a soft offense? You know, if you're chucking it downfield, you're either a gunslinger or you're a risk taker, you know, um, they, they do run the football, and running the football is not a soft way to win in the NFL and a soft way to keep defenses off balance because that's, that's manning up. That's beating the guy across from you to garner yards. 
That's hard running north-south. That's getting to the outside and outrunning guys while you've got blockers down blocking and pulling and such. That's that's not a soft way to play. Um, I would say more the defensive side of things would be soft. Just trying to keep things in front of you, not allowing things to get behind you, but not, you know, dying a death by a thousand cuts. That seems to be soft. Um, and this one's from Casey. Casey says, uh, Matt LaFleur just looks soft. It's the perception, Bill. We're not saying the team is soft. We're saying Matt LaFleur is soft. He just looks like, well, he, I can't say, uh, he just looks like that. And that's the way we all perceive him. He's not a Vrabel. He's not a McVay. He, hell, he's not even a Shanahan. That's from Casey. Okay, that I can understand. That I can understand. There's not a – something has changed dynamically for him. I It just has. There was a, a sternness to him early on in his coaching career in Green Bay, and now there is a almost a backpedaling of trying to just hang on. You know, he is certainly not Mike Tomlin, right? We can all agree upon that. There's no way. He's not Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, whether it's behind closed doors or to the media, he doesn't take crap from anybody, and he's not going to. Matt LaFleur can't believe you're asking those questions after only one game when we all look at him with cross eyes going, are you serious? Did you really just say that? You know what I mean? So that, you know, you you are correct. Uh, 877-867-1670. Going to take a quick break. Uh, when I, we come back, um, there is a tale in all of this. There is a tale in all of this. And I'll tell you what it is when we return. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Tomorrow night we're going to be at Steny, second to National Walker's Point. Really looking forward to tomorrow night. Uh, it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. And we're going to have a great time down there. The beer is going to be flowing. They have got, uh, you know, the wing specials going on. The Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread's being served. All we need is you. Tomorrow night is going to be a lot of fun. Come on down tomorrow night, second and National Walker's Point. Stenny's, and we're going to be down there. Compliments of our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Huddle, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Today, good Tuesday, gloomy Tuesday, gray Tuesday, but uh, it's going to be a, a windy, rainy Tuesday. But that's okay. You and I are together, and we're good to go. This portion of the program, I uh, gotta say, brought to you by our good friends over there at the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. Good hockey action. If you're looking for some things to do over the holidays, and you got the kids at home, 
You're thinking, what can I do with them? Don't forget about great hockey action down at the, U, uh, the UW Panther Arena. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Single game tickets, group tickets, specialty events, promotional tickets. They have it all, and they're winning. And that's the best part about it, trying to get themselves deeper into the postseason, get themselves to an Admiral Cup uh, before it's a uh, Calder Cup before it's all said and done. So uh, get themselves, get yourself some tickets. Go to the Admirals game. Good, good people down. We got to get Aaron Sims on too because they've been they've been woefully undercovered. Coming up later on, um, Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, going to be joining us coming up here in about uh, 35, 40 minutes. Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, about an hour away from right now. One of the things that I wanted to uh, bring up. And uh, I was asked about this, and I thought, you know, it's 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 somewhat pertinent. And uh, I saw today they were doing this whole thing on quarterbacks in the NFL and big salaries and what it equals because the next guy to get paid is going to be Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, again, this year has put up good numbers. He's got a little bit nicked up. Uh, his numbers running are, are probably better percentage-wise than per play than his passing numbers. Uh, but you look at a guy like Kyler, Kyler Murray's making this year. Now the contract really begins to to grow next season, but this year making fourteen million, thus six point seven one percent of the team's total salary. Last night went down with an ACL, non-contact injury again. This whole thing about well, we've got to ban you know turf fields. There are certain fields that have become more problematic than others, but I saw that pop up last night on Twitter. And I had to remind people that is a grass field. Just because it's indoors doesn't mean it's not a grass field. Out in Arizona, it's a grass field. That field drops down, goes outside, gets watered, gets sunlight, all of that stuff, and then they bring it back. They put it back on the tracks. They roll it back in. It lifts up, and then it's back into the stadium. That's a grass field. So everybody said, oh, this turf stuff, they got to outlaw it. You know, I had to remind people last night, no, no, no. But Kyler Murray goes down with a uh, with a uh, uh, non-contact, just kind of a weird locking of the knee when he went to make the cut, and the knee buckled on him, and that was it. Down he goes with an ACL. They're waiting to confirm that today, but that's what everybody's assumption is. Then you got um, uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen in Buffalo, $16 million a year, making more than that coming up, 7.85 million, or 7.85%. Buffalo, solid team. Arizona, they're not. But Buffalo, solid team. Their quarterback's only making 7.85, right? Joe Burrow, think about this. Joe Burrow, he's, set to come, he's coming up on a contract situation. How much do you pay the guy? Right, right now, this year, he's only making 9, I don't say only, but he's making 9.8 million, which in comparison to others is a very light amount. 4.65% of the team's payroll. Dak Prescott, 19.7 million this year. 8.9%, 8.96 actually, of the team's total pay- payroll, right? Russell Wilson, $17 million this year in that big contract, 7.74%. Then you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Now, remember, nobody has won a Super Bowl making more than 13.5%, right? Aaron Rodgers, $28.5 million this year, making 13.25%. He is right on that threshold, and chances are they're not winning a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs would win a Super Bowl this year, he would be the first quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl, making more than 13.5% of his team's total salary. Because he is making $35 million, which is 17.16% 
of the team's total salary, right? Now you look at the money that Philadelphia's had, the way they're getting it done. They're playing good defense. They got a quarterback that they that's come into his own. He's making $1.6 million this year, 0.73%. Now, he's way up on his rookie deal, okay? Jalen Hurts is on his rookie deal, and he, once he proves himself, the money's going to be there. But the question I then have is, okay, and it might not necessarily be for you and I, but I think it's something that is it's a reality, is, and we've talked about this time and again, when quarterbacks play well and they lead their teams, and, you know, God knows, Ron Wolf said it, Ted Thompson said it, we've heard Goody say it, when you get a good one in the house, you do anything you can to keep them. But at some point, do you lean back and go, no, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. There has to be a limit because it then begun, begins to trickle down to the rest of the team. I said a long time ago, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I look Aaron Rodgers in the eye, and I say, here's the checkbook. Write down your amount per year that you want, and whatever you take, the others can't have. And I can't sit here and look at you and have you tell me to keep this guy and keep that guy and bring this guy back. And You can't do it because you're getting your money. If you take less, you got more say. If you take more, you have no say. Here you go. Write your check. And then you allow them to dictate that because that comes with being a general manager. That comes with having a say that comes with that quote wisdom and knowledge that, you know, you want the organization to ask you about when it comes to picking up players and getting, you know, getting holes filled and, and, you know, taking care of certain needs, right? That's it. But you break that down, you break those numbers down. Patrick Mahomes, he, you know what? He's performing, he's still young, he still can run, he's doing things that only Patrick Mahomes and say Aaron Rodgers in his heyday could do. And he's and he's he's got his team poised, but here's the thing to remember. They lost Tariq Hill, they lost members of that defense. That team is weaker because of the money he's making. There is absolutely no doubt about that. None. Zero. You lose certain players, certain high-end players, because you can't pay everybody. Once one guy, the lead guy, takes the money, there's just not more money for everybody else. You want to keep it together, you just can't. So my point is, as a general manager in the league, you know, you, you I at this point, I don't have a problem you know, if if you start to keep, you know, and hang on to some quality backups, I'm not necessarily spending draft capital every year on a guy because, you know, you just don't do that. You you need certain things to fulfill your quarterback and to fulfill your team's needs. You can't cut off your nose to spite your face. But I think at some point you have to look at the quarterback and go, yeah, we want to keep you around. Here's the deal. You want this wide receiver, you want that offensive tackle, you want this guy as a safety net at a slot receiver, you want to keep this guy, come bring him off the market to bolster your defense. You you want to be able to win a championship, right? Can't do it if you're going to make more than 13.5% of the money. You figure that out, and it will go from there. That's it. History will tell you it does not happen. If Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl this year, he'll be the first quarterback in NFL history 
making more than 13.5% of his team's total payroll ever, ever in the Super Bowl era, ever. The likelihood of him winning a championship are a lot less today than they were last year because of the enormous contract. It's just something to think about. So if you're a general manager, what you know, you're coming up on, uh, you know, you're Baltimore. You're kind of in the catbird seat right now. You got Lamar Jackson who did not want to take $250 million because he wanted all of it guaranteed. And now you're sitting there looking at the, uh, you know, the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals going, no, no. You're, you're looking at them going Cleveland Browns. No, not doing that. Minnesota Vikings. No, not doing that. You remember Minnesota, they gave, uh, they gave quite a bit of money, guaranteed money, right? They gave all that guaranteed money over to, uh, to Kirk Cousins, right? Paid him a chunk. Kirk Cousins, he's making 14.97% of the team's total payroll. 31.4 million for Kirk Cousins. And you and I both know we're looking at each other going, they don't have enough defense. They don't have enough to help. Eric Hendricks on defense is making 13.5. Daniel Hunter's making 12.3. Right? Thank God you got Justin Jefferson still on his rookie deal. He's only making 1.71% of the team's total salary at $3.5 million. But he's going to be coming up. But your Kirk Cousins, almost 15% of your team said, you're not winning a Super Bowl. As a matter of fact, it's another reason to root against you. Another reason to root against you. I, I These teams that pay the quarterbacks, do the quarterbacks deserve it? Hell yes. But the reasonableness for long-term success diminishes drastically when you pay one guy that amount of money. It is just flat-out stupid. Dumb. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Agree or disagree? I, You know, just something to think about. But it was just a topic that came up today, and I was sitting there kind of mind-googling this, I guess, and I, started, I just got intrigued. I thought, let's go through a bunch of quarterbacks in the National Football League and what they're making. And then you start to look at the guys that are making quite a bit of money, and there's not a lot of them winning right now. You know, and that doesn't even include guys like, say, Matthew Stafford, who's making a bunch of money, but Matthew Stafford's season has come to an end, right? Tom Brady's making a good chunk of change. Right? You know? <laughs> the teams that aren't, eh, they don't have good quarterbacks. There's some teams that are a quarterback away, and they would be desperate for a guy like a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers or a Kirk Cousins or somebody that they could say, okay, we have legitimacy now at that position, and we can find our way into the postseason. But ultimately, you have to ask yourself, at what cost? Because there is an inhibitor there. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Quick Trip. Quick Trip, they do a lot of great things at Quick Trip. They got Quick Miss Days going on right now. Yes, they do. Quick Miss Day. Giving away prizes, gifts, if you will, like Santa's little helper right there at Quick Trip. Each and every day, you go in, you fill up, you check out some of the specials, use your Quick Reward app, and you can see everything that's going on, all the stuff that you can get some percentages off, or you buy this and you get this off. And they've all, they, something's always moving and shaking at Quick Trip. Not to mention good food, great gas, no fee ATMs, bread, milk, eggs, butter. You got it all right there at Quick Trip. And they are hometown proud. 
Yes, they are. And don't forget about the opening drive contest either at Quick Trip. Keep getting registered for that, and you could hear your name called as the Packers get the opening drive, and for every yard garnered, you get a $10 gift card. If they score, you get five hundo. Not a bad way to go, and that is from our friends at Quick Trip. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. which is a Kane and Kane jewelry in West Bend. They've got to December 3rd through the 10th. They had savings going on, but you didn't miss out because they still have savings right now. They still have savings. All the, They've extended them all the way through the 16th. So you get 50 bucks off any $250 or more purchase, 100 bucks off anything 500 or more, 300 bucks off anything 1500 or more. And the reason I bring it up is because we know what the holidays are. It's jewelry time. You know, you're going to get that nice piece for the girlfriend, the boyfriend, significant other, anniversary piece, wedding piece, earrings, whatever it is, you're looking for it. Stop in and check it out. Go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That is KaneJewelry.com. They are the home of the Hearts on Fire Stones, which are beautiful, and the home of Buy Like a Guy. You go to KaneJewelry.com. And go to the bottom, and it says "Buy Like a Guy." Click on it, and you can see the podcast too that uh, Andy Andy Kane does. But they have custom designed jewelry, they have repair, they have everything right there. Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend. Go to KaneJewelry dot com. KaneJewelry dot com. Uh, Scott brings up a good point. We were talking about salaries and such in the NFL, and he brings up a good point. And this is this is a actually really good take. He said, "I get your take." But where and when does a team not become viable? At least a guy who is proven is worth money compared to a Kyler Murray. Eventually, all of the good players at every position get paid. You got a great point. Great point. What happens is you get teams that get scared. You get bullied into you either pay me or I'm gone or I'm going to hold out. And you look at, there's more and more and more teams, more and more and more teams right now that get bullied into that, that say, we've got to pay this guy. Oh my God, we're, we're going we're gonna to be out. We're going to be irrelevant. And it's possible. It's possible. I'm not going to argue that point. But where you're at and the quality of talent you have you got to look at it in comparison. Is Kyler Murray anywhere near Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, some of the best, in the league, even Patrick Mahomes? No. Said it before, I'll say it again. He griped, he whined, he moaned, he wanted to hold out, he threatened, and that guy has not done jack. Nothing. And this is what you get. This is what you get. So they got bullied into that. They were dumb. They fell on their head. Deshaun Watson, they were dumb, fell on their head. He had absolutely positively zero leverage. Zero. None. None. And you paid him that kind of money. 
it's 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 general managers and franchises like that that screw it up for everybody else, and that's why when you look at uh, you look at Arizona, you look at uh, you know Cleveland, you hope those franchises never win another effing game. You just do because it's just bad business, which hurts everybody else in the National Football League. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, do it. Give us a shout. Let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to John listening to us in Atlanta. John, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, good, Bill. Love the topic. Um, I just wanted to throw in there, doesn't it make sense then, like even this year with Green Bay with that, you know, 13-plus percentage by Rogers contract, why do we as fans, and I've I've done, I'm at a a 10-year run of this, how do you, of not doing this, how do you still think you have a chance then? Like Green Bay, literally, numbers-wise, you didn't have a chance to win it all this year. So we're kind of bamboozling ourselves as fans that that was going to happen just based on numbers. Um, and then you look at it that way, and I think it's like, and I, like I said, I'm probably at a 10-year run of realizing if there, if it's not financially going to happen and the numbers show that it's not going to happen, I mean, you can you can have hope. But isn't that kind of, I don't know, like as a fan, was, you're just being blind, you're being blind to reality. Yeah. Now, well, yeah. here's the th- here's a difference, though, because which is a great question. But you look at Aaron Rodgers coming off of back-to-back MVPs, a defense that – did you think the defense was better this year coming into this season or worse? Oh, no, I got bamboozled like everybody else. But at, at the right. same time, you have to throw this in the mix with this year. You have to say, you know, this is an entertainment business, let's be honest. And that's kind of the road I was going down. It's an entertainment business. It is all about the dollar. I mean, quarterbacks are getting overpaid because they're bringing in more money. They're bringing in the fans. They're not going to win anything. But they're like even Arizona. With what's his name going down, you know, last night, they're still bringing in cash with that guy, and it's really it's a cash grab at the end of the day. They're okay mm-hmm. not winning bowls. I honestly feel franchises are fine. Like even with Rodgers, as fans are like, oh man, we've gotten kicked in the face for ten years plus, losing losing games that we should have won in the playoffs and this and that. But let's be honest, as a franchise, they're fine. They're fine. They got the they got the QB that keeps everybody's eyeballs on TVs at the games. They're mm-hmm. making their cash, and they're fine. I mean, it's the but you're talking like, about a guy yeah. that's 39 years old that is is on his way to the Hall of Fame, a first ballot gold jacket guy. That I understand. Yeah. Kyler yeah. Murray, yeah. no. Deshaun Watson, no. You kind of get what you deserve when you pay for the un uh, for the unaccountable. You know what I mean? But don't they have to though? Honestly, like Arizona, like you. I mean, as much as no, Murray you don't hurt, have to. You have to. Wait, wait, really? Yeah, but, I mean, but that guy had never proven anything. Why would you give him that amount of money? He had, he has never played a full season of football to give to to be able to say I've given you the statistics, the numbers, and the wins but, to justify that amount of money. But we don't know how much money they brought in. You got you got to be honest. They haven't yeah. had somebody successful like this, at least potential wise, since Kurt Warner at the QB position. Correct. It's been Correct. such a turnstile. So as fans, I guarantee I don't know their books. But I guarantee Arizona made some nice money the last few years with Kyler back there. I guarantee it. So financially, it is, it's a business. It's an entertainment business. So they're doing fine. I, I think those decisions, yeah, you're not going to wait at all, and you're going to have you know situations like happened last night, which who can, you know, ACLs, that's a, a crapshoot. But I don't know. I think it's, it's a financial thing. If we don't look at it as a financial thing, I think we're just bamboozling ourselves to like, okay, this is, this is a sport more than a business. No, it's, it's a business. And we see that with Green Bay's defense. Their defense is, you know, what happened. We can blame Barry all we want. But there's so mm-hmm. many business decisions by those players this year. It's unbelievable. Like Savage, that's a classic. He's making business decisions, you know. So it's right. like you have, to, you have to balance out the sport with the business side as well as the cash side. Otherwise, you're bamboozling yourself every year hoping for the best and just getting reality. You know? Right. I don't know. That's my take anyway. No, nope, I understand it. I get it. I appreciate the phone call. I mean, when you go back through the history before Kyler Murray, what was it? Josh Rosen, right? There was Josh Rosen there. 
And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he, I can't remember whose backup was. I want to say Sam Bradford, but I'm not positive. They had Carson before, Palmer. That I was going to say, before that, it was Carson Palmer. And Drew Stanton, Blaine Gabbert. Carson Palmer actually got him into the postseason a couple of times. Or once, or got a couple of wins, or something like that. They actually had a decent little run with Carson Palmer, Drew Stanton. But since Kurt Warner, it was what? Derek Anderson was there. Uh, Josh Skelton was there. Carson oh, Palmer Cobb. was there. Oh, Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin Kolb. Kolb. Was it Kolb or Cobb? See Kevin Cobb, yeah. Cobb, uh, yeah. Kevin Cobb. I forgot about him. I, I but uh, but yeah, I mean, I get it. When you find a guy that you believe can help your team, you you can take that chance. But my argument is Kyler Murray has never had a complete season. He's always started out like on, just on fire, and then he just crashes and blames everybody else. And every year he gets banged up, and he comes back and doesn't play worth a damn. And it's always everybody else's fault. He has never been. A, there's no quality about him, other than has athleticism and raw ability, that you want on your team. Even his teammates have said, "Oh, Kyler's out for Kyler." Period. There's there's nothing there about him. Now you can say that about Aaron Rodgers. What some people are thinking behind closed doors up in Green Bay, but he's at least had the track record to prove it. Kyler Murray doesn't even have that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I just don't know. Like, let's look at baseball. You got to try to keep the stars around because you have to sell to your fan base that you're trying to win. I think mm-hmm. when you look at the NFL and you have a top draft pick like Kyler or even a guy that's more accomplished than him, that's done more, like a Carson Wentz who didn't win a Super Bowl, but he showed that he had the ability to maybe bring a team there. You have to sell to your fan base that you're trying to win where if you let those guys go, I could see fans kind of – uh, turning you off in a way. We're saying, okay, mm-hmm. now we get a guy, and now you won't pay him because it might be smart, but then what's next? Then you enter the crapshoot for a quarterback right. next year. So yeah, I get it. I, I, I think their hands are tied. I think there are sometimes there's a, a level of money in which you got to say enough. I cannot take that chance with this franchise. Because once you do it, it's a minimum of three to five years. Minimum. And if he stinks or is just an average guy making a ton of money, not only can you not put a defense around him, this guy's not going to grow and lead you to a championship. So now you have basically said franchise-wise, because people say, well, you got to keep the franchise viable because you got to keep the name there so you can keep people coming and keep the jersey sales up. Well, if the guy's an average quarterback like you're seeing out of Kyler Murray, if you're seeing that, if I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan, Am I just blaming Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury? First of all, they're coach killers. Second of all, am I just blaming Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury for this? I would. Um, well, maybe you can, and they'll change coaches, but is the result going to be different? Dramatically different? All of a sudden, this is a team that is going to be in the postseason consistently? Because that's ultimately your goal. That's where you really start to make the money is when you become a national figure consistently saying, we are a perennial powerhouse. We've got a shot every year at winning a Super Bowl. If you're just a high-paid quarterback on a team that's not getting to the postseason and all you are is putting up mediocre numbers compared to the dollars that you're making, you're you're handcuffing your franchise for the next three to five years because then they can't wait to get rid of you. But in the meantime, you've gone down. You're sinking and sinking and sinking and sinking. 
You know what I mean? Because you're not going to have free agents want to come there and play with you. Yeah, it's a good point. Because you're not a good football team. So you're not going to be able to bolster that team. It's, you know, you can make a trade. You're going to have to build through the draft and hope that you hit in the draft as you continue to lose games. And maybe some of the guys you pick up will bring raise your, your team back up. But we all know that's a crapshoot. That My point is, is that there are certain guys in this league that have absolutely no business making Aaron Rodgers' level of money, making Patrick Mahomes' level of money. And even Patrick Mahomes has no business making Patrick Mahomes' level of money. Not at that percent, not at 17-plus percent of the team's total salary. Because if they don't win it this year, we're going to say, well, they were just this or that away. Well, we saw it this past weekend where their defense, you think, it's an easy win. And it's like the defense just got ate up by Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. They suck. And you think you're going to get into a Super Bowl and suddenly try to stop Jalen Hurts? He's going to eat you up. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to throw for 50-plus 50, 50 points if they think they're going to win a Super Bowl, which I don't think they can do. They don't have Tariq Hill anymore. They don't have those capabilities because they couldn't afford him because of Patrick Mahomes. That's my point. So, I, you know, when you start talking about – and, and I, look, I believe Aaron Rodgers is worth every penny, but I still go back to here's the checkbook, write the number down. If you take all the money, you don't have a team around you. And I'm not going to sit here as a general manager and look these fans in the eye and say, I made a bad deal. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I'm going to point the finger at you. You wanted the power. You wanted the say. You wanted the money. You wanted the cons- consultation on a consistent basis. You eat it. You stand up here. And you answer to the fans why you took all the money and why we couldn't go out and get another player, why we couldn't make a move at the trade deadline. We had to watch our pennies. Why? Because you're taking all the effing money. That's what I would. Well, that's what I would do. No problem. You want to make it? Here you go. Here's a checkbook. But don't look at me as a general manager and start blaming me because I have to call a guy to say, hey, you're cut this week because we can't afford to pay you anymore. We're going to move on, and we're going to hope that the rookies play well. And then you're going to say, well, I, I can't get up to speed with these guys. I can't bring these guys back. I can't do this. I can't do that. You can do it for a short period of time. As we all know, you're going to kick the can down the road. But when you start to look at all these quarterbacks making all the money and the teams that aren't winning with high-end dollar quarterbacks – there's a correlation there, believe me. 877-867-60. Boy, we're woefully late. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, if you're out and about in lacrosse, stop into Buzzard Billy's. Get, your, uh, get yourself a good meal. We say thanks to them because they are a, uh, a proud supporter of the Bill Michael Show and a lot of our on-site broadcasts, but also upstairs at the Starlight Lounge. That's fantastic as well. Buzzard Billy, Starlight Lounge out in lacrosse. we got two hours down, another couple yet to go. Pro Football Focus's Ben Brown joins us talking NFL next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 